Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Play. Ooh, get into that. I like I'm that. Not mad at that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like a little nostalgia because you know we're two years almost in like what a couple weeks, right? It feels like just yesterday we were doing our one year anniversary with cupcakes with our face on it and everything. I can't believe it's yeah. been two years. I know. We have to decide. We have to figure out what we're going to do. But I know one thing we're going to do. We're going to be, you guys will see some different visuals soon. And we're going to be switching days. So typically the podcast comes out on Tuesday morning, right? Yeah, correct. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're going to be switching to Wednesday morning. Brown Ambition Wednesday, hashtag Brown Ambition Wednesday. We are telling you guys now, so you can't tell us you didn't know what's happening in the world. This is going to be taking place the week of September 13th, I believe. So in a couple, what, two, three more weeks, mm-hmm. officially Brown Ambition hitting your podcast, hitting your iPhone, your smartphone in the morning on Wednesday. Just, on Wednesday. One, just one day later. Uh, one day why, later. Why? Because we're the bosses and we decide. Yeah. Also, because... <laughs> Switch a little things up. <laughs> I feel like we haven't had like a regular show in so long. <laughs> it's been two weeks. But yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. It's always nice to get back in the groove. Yes. Especially since, do you, you know, you said you don't watch Game of Thrones, right? Excuse me? You do? Dust fish swim in water. <laughs> oh, um, it's my life. Happened? Something crazy happened, but I mean, I don't watch. So I'm not going to know what any you of the always, words. See, you did the same thing last episode. <laughs> such a tease because I was like wait she asked me the same thing and I was like yes I do and you're like well I don't watch it then why are you asking <laughs> because I'm, I'm like everybody was like oh my god Game of Thrones I can't believe that happened so I kind of want to know what the thing was even though I don't know what the words mean well you need to do the work do you have 75 hours of life because you need to go back from the beginning and watch every episode and catch up um yeah I mean it, it was a season it was a season finale and it was a uh, pretty it wasn't as stressful I'll say as the penultimate episode on I, I I would not be surprised if I had a noise complaint from my neighbors because I was like that squealing and like screaming and stuff. It's highly stressful. Um, it's, it's so stressful that because they're like at this point in the season, this isn't spoiling anything for you if you ever decide to watch it. Um, but like everybody dies. And so by the end of it, like we are really down to the final faves. Like these are the people you really care about. And at any minute, one of them could die. And it is just 
ridiculous how much of a like how how much stress and how much anxiety you get from it. I'm actually kind of I'm relieved that it's over for the season because I can't take it anymore. I really can't. It messes wow. me all up. Mm. Well, I was like, what? Because I just heard so many people say, oh, my God, Game of Thrones. And I'm like, what, what, what? My best friend, Drina, was like, girl, you don't even watch. I'm like, I know, but it seems like everybody's riled up. And I just wanted to. <laughs> so you're just peeking over the fence. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to sit at the cool table. But what y'all got going on over there? I heard y'all got good snacks. Yeah, exactly. I want some snacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you made your choice. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Ooh, so um, have you ever been to a dinner dinner en blanc? D- no, what is that? It's one of those dinners. Like I think it started in Paris, but now it's all around the world. Where like Sounds I guess racist different- a white dinner. <laughs> well, everybody wears all white. It's supposed so to be really Thanksgiving fa- at my mom's house. She makes you wear all white. No, just everyone is white. Oh <laughs> well, everybody wears all white. But anyway, um, Newark had it's not a dinner on Blanc because you have to like I guess it's almost like TED and TEDx, and we were like, no, we're just gonna have Newark. And so this is the second year, and it was so much fun this weekend. Oh my gosh! Oh, so you were all white, but then it's like when I think of that, I think about Puff Daddy's party. No, well, no, I mean, well, the the on Blanc one is very fancy from what I've heard. You have to bring even your own tables and chairs, and they tell you what size your tables and chairs have to be. Isn't that crazy? Wait, how is that fancy when you got to bring your own tables and chairs? My bad, sorry, my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I don't a good know. Cookout. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? No, I don't know. Honestly, I don't get it. But I heard they're really like dope. But I was like, whatever. So Newark hosts its own Newark Under the Stars, and. And we get to wear all, oh, sounds of the city. You hear the sirens? I do. And, uh, and, um, <laughs> so we get to wear all white. Um, and it was their second year. And it was just so much fun. The DJ was awesome. Afro beats, Caribbean music, just all kind of music. Very little millennial music, which I was like, yes. Wait, wait. Never- what a, millennial music is a genre? Well, that's what I just call like, you know, the new rap where I'm like, I don't really understand any of these words or why this music is popping so The much. new rap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give me my old, my old school Generation X music. It was just such a good time, and it was, I would say, a few hundred. It seemed like a few hundred people. It was huge. If you guys want to take a look at some of the pics, if you go to um, hashtag Newark under the stars. But it was such a good time, and it was just nice to see Newark in a, a different light. You know, it was like no trouble, no fighting, no fussing, no nothing. Just good food. Because that's so the you, bar. Yeah, well, you bring your own food. They they do sell, like, liquor, so you can buy, like, wine by the bottle. And then you bring your own table settings. So everyone, like, kind of, it's like... It's like set- a picnic style. Yeah, and honestly, it's really a lot of fun because you get to really express yourself through your table settings. So some people go all out, and then some people, like, had simple table settings, and some people just... It just honestly was just a really good time. Oh, here, I'm looking on Facebook. There was one on uh, in New York, D.C. So it seems like every city has like an, a dinner. I didn't hear. I didn't know about this. Is it mm-hmm. like supposed to be? Is it like secret, not secret? Yeah. So you're supposed to like you, I, the way you have the, the way dinner on Blanc works. So it's like not just everybody can come like it's I don't know. You have to like sign up the waiting list. It's like two years. Then you get a secret email about the secret email about another secret email. Oh and I'm God. like, or you can just buy tickets to Newark Under the Stars. <laughs> Oh, so Newark like, Under the Stars is like a is like uh, it was like that, hey, like here's the Eventbrite link, and um, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'll You're see in. you at four exactly. I mean, what was cute about it is that like like half an hour, hour beforehand, they'll let you know what the location is. So the location oh. is secret until like the last minute. Oh, hmm. Hmm. interesting. That's fun. 
Yeah, it is. Um, I had the craziest this is 30 day yesterday. Um, what happened happened was (laughs) it's like everybody and their mother decided to plan all their events on the last weekend of August because they're like, Oh, Labor Day is coming up. You know, I just got So I had three things yesterday and they were all like, don't you hate it when it's all a list of things? Like you really can't, Mm -hmm. this doesn't happen to me all, all that often, but in the, in the early afternoon, um, my cousin, my new cousin, Michelle had a bridal shower that I had to go to, had to go to love her. And immediately after that, my husband was becoming a godfather at his cousin's daughter's baptism. So obviously had to go to that. But that was like happening in the middle of the bridal shower. And then my best friend, one of my best friends, had a baby shower in the middle of the bridal shower. So I was like, I needed Hermione Granger's time turner, if you watch. <laughs> like yeah. seriously. I mean, I and – I, and like we were talking a little bit earlier about what it's like when you – when you have to like stack events and you have to divide your attention between all this stuff and you're running around like a mad person, like, and, and you want to give, like, I really wanted to give everyone the hundred percent of my attention and like my time and my focus, but I was sitting there and I was like, okay, it's two fifteen. If I leave now, I have 15 minutes. I can get there. I can find parking. That's cool. Okay. Baby was baptized. She got the water on the head. Can I leave now? Is the priest done? Okay. There's four more kids, but I'm just going to sneak out the back. Um, <laughs> and like, and by the time I got, and I was doing pretty good until, cause all the two first events were one was in the, was Washington Heights. Um, the second one was in upper West side. So that wasn't so bad, but then I had to go to Jersey. Ugh, like get mm. back across the bridge, go to North Jersey, and of course, of course, Waze let me down and sent me completely like 17 miles in the wrong direction. And I ah! and I slid into home plate like at the baby shower at 4:59 and it ended at five. And think, but you know, thankfully they were running a little over. But I just like got in there and I had my last like you know 30 minutes of the events, and it was it was exhausting, exhausting. That's why I don't go anyplace. People know not to invite me. <laughs> no. I'm like, eh. I can't. You can't miss these things. Like, but I mean, and this is partially like two of those events. It wouldn't even. It's just from having now. I have two families. So, and and I love my husband's family a lot. So it's. I don't know. I I can want to be everywhere. Um, I don't regret it, but I also felt I I've been that person where you're at like I don't know whether it's a happy hour like a networking event or even just like a a work event or a friend like a friend's birthday party or something and you're talking to someone and you see their eyes shifting and you see their attention being pulled somewhere else and I always feel so shitty when that happens to me and I hated it because yesterday I was that person I was like yeah yeah how what's up what's happening with your life you have four seconds to tell me because then I have to run (laughs) and I ran to the baby shower and it was like it was the very end, like they were just revealing the winners of the baby food guessing game or whatever. <laughs> and I was just like, threw my stuff down, gotta get a picture, get the Snapchat, get the Instagram, prove I was here. Let's take a group photo. Great. And done. <laughs> yeah. like, it's true. You I had to pee like... so bad. I did not build any pee breaks into my day. I was so thirsty. It was it was nuts. It's true. You have to do the prove I was here. Hey girl, how are you? Oh my god, you look so pretty. You're like, she saw me. She saw me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have like two friends. Stop. Because, <laughs> oh, because I'm like, I can't. It's too many events. Like my mom was like, her birthday was on, was it Friday? And she said, so what day will you guys be coming to the house? I'm like, for what? Because we don't do like birthday parties anymore. She's like, for my birthday. I'm like, mommy, what are you, like 15? You know? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I guess we'll come. But like we haven't done like, when we were kids, we would have these little faux birthday parties. I guess she's feeling sentimental. So we came to the house on Sunday. And she was like, I've been waiting for you. I'm starving. I'm like, you didn't eat? She's like, I just figured you guys were going to do something. I'm like, I'll, I'll be, what, what is this impromptu party you're forcing? 
Oh, I hate when parents do that. They like, well, I thought you would do it. Like, you should know you're my daughter. And I'm like, uh, so we felt so awkward. Like, do you want me to order Chinese food or something? She's like, no. And I was like, I mean, I brought her flowers and she wanted some purse that we got her. And of course, money, because my mom was always like, mm, save the gifts. I'll take the cash. Oh, really? So, yeah, she's always been, even as kids. I was like, mommy, look, I made you like, you know, a porcupine from a rock. She's like, yeah, ask your dad to give you money to give to me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm like, what? <laughs> that is my mom through and through. Like, oh, that's so nice. Um, did your daddy give you anything to give to me? Something to fold, perhaps? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I can ask. She's and like then... kind of tapping the card before she opens it. Mm. <laughs> no, but it was a good weekend though. And just the hectic one, but it was definitely a good weekend. Yeah, I can't complain, honestly. At least it's better to have great family and friends than to not, but I was but yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll have to, this is going to be my life moving forward. I'm already stressed out about the holidays. Like, ugh. I know. Honestly, for real. Like I probably have, let me see. There's, I'm trying to think how many friends that I like, like speak to on a daily basis. Three. Yeah. Three daily basis friends. And then of course I have like friends outside of that and then friends and then friends, you know, like weekly friends and monthly friends and you know, but sometimes like the daily basis friends, it sucks because I only have three. Then when they're busy, like it seems like everyone wants to talk at the same time or no one can talk at the same time. So I'm just <laughs> like, I have something to say. Where is everybody? You know? <laughs> and then I'm like, OK, let me look at my weekly friends. Hmm, who's available? Really? None of you guys are available either. Then I'm like, oh, I could call my monthly friends, but are they going to really care? We're not that invested. <laughs> And I'm just waiting at home, like leaving messages, texting everybody, where are you? Where are you? Have something to say. It's good. It's juicy. It could be just something about TV or I had an idea. But still, you know, your daily friends are supposed to be there every day. I really look forward to when the kids grow up and like my get my friends back 100%. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like when they have like when they don't really care about the kids not surviving if they leave for a night and they're like <laughs> just call a sitter or whatever. I'm excited for that phase of my 30s. Yeah, you know what? It's weird because honestly, only one of my my daily friends has has a kid, and like really? you know, he's part of the pack. We're all like, where where are we all going? Don't bring him near <laughs> me. It's it's catching. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't mind catching a kid, maybe sort of, kind of. This week, every week, I'm always like, <laughs> I don't mind catching a kid. <laughs> and then then I, and then I have like a busy, crazy week, and then I'm like, I don't need a kid. And then I'm like, I want a kid. And then yeah, I mean, yeah. such is life. So update on my vegan diet. Oh, yeah. It's been going actually really well. Like, I was like, wait, this thing is working. So it's week two, and I lost 10 whole pounds, like real pounds. Oh, that's big. Isn't it? I was like, I haven't lost 10 pounds in, like, I don't know, 10 years. <laughs> like, I mean, I've worked out like crazy and not lost 10 pounds. And so, and not like, you know how sometimes you lose, like, the water weight, and the next day it's, like, up and down? Or No, this has been, like, 10 solid. Oh, it's still off. And so... Wow. So have you been working out on top of it or just changing your diet? Just the diet. I said I'm going to start working out maybe like an, another week or two. Like, because I realize now that um, the working out has nothing to do with my weight. It's really all about like toning because like I, I, I worked out for like two months straight, five days a week, blah, blah, blah. And no shift in weight. And they so say weight loss happens in the kitchen. It really does, honestly. And I, it, it was hard at first, but honestly, now it's not really because I realized I was kind of halfway there since I was like lactose intolerant. A lot of the dairy stuff I was already not eating. Um, and then um, 
the meat stuff, I, I'm not a huge meat eater. I was mostly chicken and fish. So, of course, I miss chicken the most. You know, when I smell it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that smells so Ooh, good. Ooh, I had the best chicken today. Oh, and especially Sorry. when I cook it for Supergirl and Superman. Is I'm chicken like, really? really that bad? What is it about it? It's too much protein? Is- honestly, I don't know. I'm I, Like, I can honestly tell you, I have no idea why, like, me not eating meat and dairy has such a huge impact. Does that include because- fish? Yep, I don't eat fish either. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not going to bring those... I don't know that I'll be vegan for life, but, and I might infuse them back in, but I kind of want to like reset, like, okay, Tiffany, let's get back to your regular weight that, you know, I'm used to me being at. Yeah. And, yeah. But I feel good though. And, and my energy levels outside from when I'm not exhausting myself actually pretty high. Like, I don't know, I guess it's the veggie. I don't know, but my energy levels are like through the roof as a result. My skin is like on fleek. Honestly, I'm like, what in the heck is in this stuff? That I'm like, I'm regenerating. <laughs> Rebooting. Um, I would co-sign. I mean, if the only thing that gets me through the hard moments when I want cheese so bad is my skin. Because for I was that kid in school who got bullied to no end for the acne and like still had it in my 20s. And it wasn't until I cut out dairy that my skin just uh, just got better. It was crazy. And that's that's what I keep reminding myself of when I go back to. Me too. Every time, like, I, who was I? I think my mom's birthday and somebody else's birthday, somebody made cake. Oh, oh, one of my friends made a from scratch pound cake. It looked so good. And I wanted some so bad. But I was like, Tiffany, when's the last time you lost 10 pounds? It was like, it's the thing that keeps me going that I'm like, ugh, like I'm almost to where I'd like to be where then I can just moderate and just, you know, be moderate with my diet and like work out and maintain where I am. But I'm like, just keep going. You have a little while to go. Just keep going. But uh, take a before picture. Those always inspire me. Um, you know, and I should have, but I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think it was going to work. So I was like, whatever. (laughs) Now I'm like, dang, I should have taken a before picture, like my sports bra and like tight so I could really see. But, um, I was just looking at this old um, YouTube, (laughs) Facebook memories, they reminded they I had posted this picture like a year ago of my of my hair at the time I had finally I was cutting off my own hair as I let my natural hair grow in and my little baby afro was so little I can't really? believe how much it's grown in a year yeah I had a little baby curly scab hair thing on my head um but that's like because I remember there was a time when I was sitting there like ready to just cry and be like take give me back the creamy crack I can't do this <laughs> um yeah, that's and so I'm glad I took that picture because now I'll, it makes me feel better that it takes me half an hour to detangle my hair now. Right? I look back at my locks. I forget how long they've gotten. People, like, when, I remember when I first had my locks, it's like, you know, these little baby twigs hanging from your head. And now you're like, oh, look at me, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. I love your locks. <laughs> they suit you I, so well. Now, right? And it's yeah. so crazy because honestly, a few years ago, because of some stinking um, ex-boyfriend at the time, he was like, I don't know if I like the locks. I think he should. And I was really considering cutting them. And somebody was like, Tiffany, are you crazy? Who is he? Cut him. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when decisions were so simple. <laughs> I know. Out of my life. I was like, what? My locks or you? Hmm, I'll take my locks. Thanks. Um, Listen, yeah. we got to. I have to take a moment, brief moment of silence for what's happening in Houston right now. Yeah, I have a really good friend down there who's like getting married in two weeks and she and her fiance are kind of trapped in their apartment. I did. I had no idea because this weekend was so crazy. And then I got in bed last night and I was reading the news for the first time. And I was like, holy crap. Let me text her real quick. Is she is she OK? Um, yeah. So it's I, it's, I've seen some of the pictures and I'm like, what? 
like I someone told me, and I'm not sure if this is true, that that they got half the rain that they would get for a year within a few hours. That's what it seemed like. That's crazy. I thought for a minute, because, you know, I thought I was looking at a map of Houston and I was like, where is it? What flooded? Like, was there, is this like a little river that goes through, like a little creek or something going through it? But it was the rainfall I heard. That's what's so, that just like this torrential rain and it hasn't stopped yet. And they're saying it's going to last a couple more days. Seems oh my really, goodness. Really bad. That is. So has like, has 45 um, declared a, a state of emergency? I don't know what he's declared, but I, I did read before we got on that he's doing some kind of press conference right now, like three days later. Um, after after he pardoned a racist sheriff from Arizona for defying the Constitution, he decided to talk about Houston. You know. Wow. Hmm, the usual. Did you hear about that? Judge Ar- 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 what is it? Arpeo. I think that's how you pronounce it. This, not Judge. Um, sheriff Arpeo. It's a sheriff from Maricopa County. That's where uh, uh, in Arizona, that's where Tucson, Arizona is in that county. So it's a big county. Um, and Trump used his presidential pardon, which, if you recall, is typically used, you know, at, toward the, the, end. at the end to pardon criminals who have done time in jail, have um, admitted their crimes, have said they're sorry, like have proven that they are uh, remorseful. This <clears throat> the sheriff was just convicted earlier this year and was due to be sentenced or sorry, the trial. I think the tr- yeah, it was due to be sentenced in October. So hadn't even spent any time in jail yet or, or I don't know how much time he spent in jail, but not very long. Um, and he's pardoned him. And and um, I just I'll, I'll do my best to like do a quick recap because I just listened to this on the the New York Times podcast, the daily. If I if you don't if you need like a quick 12 minute, 15 minute recap of the news, it's a good podcast. Listen to plug. Um, but they had said that basically what he did is, is he was found guilty of, um, defying a court order. So basically he created these tent cities in his, in his county, tent cities where he would put immigrants who were found to be in the area illegally and they would wear like striped jumpsuits and they would be be in chain gangs, women and men, like actually tied, like chained together on the side of the road, cleaning highways, which he said helped to defer to, to, uh, to deter crime because quote Johnny's in the back seat and his mom and dad can tell him that it's bad or that's what happens wow. to bad people. And he put them in these tents in Arizona, mind you, Arizona in the summer, it gets like 130 degrees yes! or hotter. And they were in these tents, women, men, he forced the men to wear pink underwear. What? Just to further dehumanize them. He made them watch food network on TV and the weather channel. Those are the only two things allowed while feeding them vegetarian slop and um obviously they were in 130 degree heat and he was quoted like they had a recording of him talking about how well i hope when they watch weather channel and they see it's cold in canada that they might decide to go to canada next time wow so basically slavery like concentration camps on the united states soil again well that's funny you mentioned that because the tents they were in were recommissioned korean war um, wow uh tents that i think were used for prisoners of war or something like that um yeah 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 yeah. bring it all the way back but he was in little trumpito's pocket because he was one of the first public figures to come support trump the candidate over a year ago um during the election and so of course he came to the rescue but basically with this the sheriff was found to be in violation basically a court uh, I, i i think a court in his area ruled that he couldn't target latinos with his immigration policies and he defied that court order and somehow um, 
they were ruled that what he was doing was unconstitutional and that's why he was convicted and that's why he's going to or was going to be sentenced to whatever um and so by using his presidential pardon to pardon the sheriff it's sort of like like legal es- experts are saying well it seems like what trump is doing with his constitutional power is affirming the denial of some of constitutional rights by a person in, in place of power which wow. sounds just about right for <laughs> given who he is but uh that's your Trump headline of the day so i wonder for all the folks that voted for him are they like so <laughs> or are they like I me mean, i know there's some hardcore people who are like i don't care what he does it's fine Oh, Pete, you know? this is, I mean, this whole immigration stance, like his, I know why he's, I mean, it's clear that he's doing this. It Not only does he get to help a friend out, but he's also pandering to his base. They love this. Yeah, like the they policies, do love this. Yeah, the, the, the policies that were ruled unconstitutional or the actions deemed unconstitutional by the sheriff are to, were all put in place, he said, to, to thwart illegal immigration. Um, but of course, the tent cities and the making them eat shitty food and chain gangs showed no signs of impacting recidivism rates, which is the rate of people returning to prison or jail after they've been released. Like it did had no impact on that at all. Of course um, not. Cause that's not what it's about. Well, so he said, so he said, <sighs> I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I really am like, ugh, I come, it's like, I poke my head out and I'm like, Oh God, the news. And then I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I poke my head out again and I'm like, what is happening? I feel like people are just like, you know, like, I feel like literally this president could like, you know, be seen like slapping his wife in public and people be like, oh, she had a fly on her face. You guys are wildin'. He already did. Remember when those legal documents came out from his divorce hearing when like his wife had accused him of raping her? Yeah. And no, it's yeah. What? I didn't. No, I did not. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine if President Obama had a, a rape? Ugh, I just can't even. Yeah, I mean, Trump's been accused of sexual assault, harassment, all kinds of stuff. I mean, he said he grabbed someone's, you know, vagina. Like, it's not. Whether they like it or not, because they have to let you do it because you're famous. He's made it very clear yeah. that. He said sexual... it himself. He can go out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and they wouldn't. They'd still vote for him. And he's right. It's sad. Yeah. Sad. It is. True. Yep. This is, um, it's not, at this point in my mind, it's less about convincing people who voted for him that they made the wrong choice and just more about, you know, what can we do to, 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 I feel like we're never going to have, the next election is going to be lit. I feel like everyone, like we're not going to let this happen, but I wish it didn't have to get this way for us to, for the people, because I feel like people get complacent and they're like, oh, you know, whatever, Trump's not going to win. Obviously it's Hillary. I'll just stay home. Um, I wish it didn't happen, but I, I, you know. This kind of stuff is cyclical, I feel like. Yeah, no, you're right, though. Something goes really, like, it's one of the reasons why we had um, President Barack Obama, because the president before, people were like, oh, hell no. Yep. And they came out in full force, and then, you know, people got complacent with with President Obama, and then now here we are. Yeah. But you know what's been kind of funny about some um, 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 45 supporters? They've been taking those, um, you know how right now what's really lit is these, the um, DNA test. Oh yeah, like trying to yeah, the like <laughs> Caucasian people finding out that they got some some uh, Saharan Africa some extra oh spices God. in there. <laughs> yeah, and like honestly, what's so crazy is like you know, so they're taking these. I was reading an article. I forget what platform. It was maybe a week or so ago, and finding out that like what a fourteen percent sub-Saharan African, 
And then them being like, whatever, it doesn't even matter. It's not about what it says there. It's about if you look white. I'm like, yes, it's not really how that works, dude. <laughs> and I'm just like, really just like, wow. So you have proven, well, that you're, that in your history, there is African blood. And still, that's how you said it. it's not about convincing folks that 45 is so bad or whatever, that it, it's not, he literally could kill someone and it would not matter to certain people. So you have to leave those people for dead and move forward. Mm-hmm. Just wait till them till they die out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like a disease. <laughs> I know, right? But the, so the problem is I used to say like, oh, when these old folks die out, but it's not old folks anymore. You know, it's a lot of young, disgruntled. I mean, you saw the pictures from um, Charlottesville, mm. you know, and then when they were called out and found out where they worked and where they lived and everything else, it was big crocodile tears. Of, I'm not this angry, hateful person. Meanwhile, in the video, your face is contorted. Oh, yeah, that guy. I mean, I'll say it again. Like, it's a small pocket, but they have... They've gotten the platform that they've been waiting for. And because yeah. uh, it's, it's a small just, pocket with the president as a, your leader. Yeah. It's a very but that's all it takes, you know, it's all it takes. It's just the and the and as a member of the media, it's really I mean, I don't cover politics obviously, but to to the the, the vitriol that he reserves for the media and the way that he talks about the media, forget me being a journalist for a second, being completely biased. But like this is exactly what dictators do. Yep. They convince you that what the media is telling you is a lie. I mean, look at China. Like, yep. the, like so much is blocked from people there because the government wants to control the perception and control what they see. And it's just, it's just, you know, it. That's what I keep kind of going back to is how in America, how, how, how. Yeah. But it's like I said when Trevor Noah gave that talk when I, that I went to in Montreal last month, where he's like, everyone in America is shocked, but the rest of us and the rest of the world who've dealt with dictators and dealt with corrupt politicians yeah. are like, well. You know, welcome. Here's the handbook. You can sit right in the back with them. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yes, Lord. <sighs> On the bright side. Oh, yeah. I wanted to. Did you see the um the Whole Foods Amazon news? Yes. Um, I'm like geeking out because you know there's a new Whole Foods in Newark. That's right. You've been talking about that. Is it open? Yes, it is. Honestly, it's one of my favorite places. And because it, what they built it inside this historic building called the Haynes Building, that used to be like, like Macy's back in the day, or like I don't know, like you know, like one of these Ooh, those huge old dep- department store buildings. Oh my goodness! When I say beautiful, Mandy, beautiful. And so they took this beautiful building and they've now made it like downtown, like loft spaces and, and apartments. Um, they have other. Like, um, uh, there's, uh, there's restaurants in there. There's all these other just businesses. And then Whole Foods has like the, I think the largest space outside of the apartment. So the building itself is just drop dead gorgeous. I remember when I, the first time I walked in, I was like, wow, look at all they've done. And the old folks in Newark are like, no, this is what it looked like. They just restored it. It's so gorgeous. And the Whole Foods there is awesome. And so it's been helpful with my vegan diet because I don't have to go far now because I only live like a, I live walking distance from downtown. So it's just a great meeting spot. And Whole Foods has like tables and chairs inside and out. So people go and hang out. I love their food cords. It's just something so satisfying. Yes. But, um, are you, you're an Amazon Prime member, right? I am. So now that Amazon's bought Whole Foods, if you guys didn't know that news alert. So the deal went official today, Monday, when we're recording. And so today, immediately, Amazon swooped in and reduced prices on, you know how they call Whole Foods whole paycheck? Yeah. Um, a lot of their uh, main products are getting, immediately got like up to 43% price reduction. So <gasps> yeah, they sliced prices on avocados, 
Brown. Online or like in person? In person, in person. <gasps> so you can, I think they reduced, yeah, so I'm listening, I'm looking at the list now. We have a, we have like a, we have a list up on, um, on Magnify Money. We just did a story on it. Everything you can expect from the, the changes that Amazon's bringing, but bananas, avocados, eggs, um, responsibly farmed salmon and tilapia, organic baby kale and baby lettuce, animal war, el- warfare, <laughs> animal welfare rated, uh, lean beef, creamy and crunchy almond. Ooh, that's my jam. Creamy and country mm-hmm. almond butter. That stuff's not cheap. Um, apples, rotisserie chicken. People were losing their minds over the chicken prices um, <laughs> and butter. But uh, so this is like Amazon's promise is to help reduce the prices at Whole Foods. But not just that. They're also going to make Apparently, they're going to make Amazon Prime the new loyalty program at Whole Foods. So I, yeah. I, they didn't say exactly what that means. But I imagine there's going to be a way you like put in your email address and they give you discounts if you're a Prime member. But before, there really wasn't a good way to – I mean, you could like get the circular at Whole Foods. But there really wasn't like – I don't think a super easy way to like get a discount like a like a like on all your purchases. And that could be cool if they have like Amazon Prime shopping days or something like that, like if you're a member. That would be honestly awesome because my prime membership just renewed and I was like, yes, Lord. And I didn't realize this, but you can have, if you, if you and your boo live in the same like house or who you and whoever, I didn't realize you could share a prime membership with one other person. Oh yeah. Up to four, yeah. right? Is it up to four? I used to share with my college roommates. Yeah. I think it's up to four in a household. They might've gotten stricter. Like you have to prove or I forget. I think you can. Yeah, you can definitely share with like one spouse. And then if you have kids, you can add like I forget how many kids to your to your prime membership. So yeah. I was like, yeah, because I used to always like a uh, Superman would always be like, babe, what's your Amazon login? What's your Amazon? Now I'm like, <laughs> you have your own now, sir. You can purchase the things you'd like. And now you have prime as well. He's like, yes. Meanwhile, he was so excited. He was like, I'm so happy I married you. I was like, really? <laughs> I mean, he was irrationally excited. We won't tell I was, him. <laughs> I was like, sir, okay. I was like, like oh. Take the credit. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, oh. Well, I mean, if that's all it takes. <laughs> and you can actually, you can buy their, you know, the 365 Whole, Whole Foods brand. You can buy it on Amazon.com now. Okay. FYI. And then I've never used their Amazon lockers, but they have those at some, they're going to add those to some Whole Foods too. So, but what's hilarious is it, like. They have them there. Is that what that is? Oh, they oh, did? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think if you like order stuff, you can pick it up there. Ah, uh, so I want to, um, before we close out kind of our buzz, buzz for like I, so for those of you who are listening, who are dream catchers, Hey, sorry. I had to go off on you the other day. Actually, I'm not sorry, but. Not you personally, but the folks that were being a little bit sassy in the Dreamcatcher group. If you're a Dreamcatcher, you know that we have our Facebook group, and it's really awesome. It's like we just crossed over to 250,000 whole women and a couple men. Um, and as a result, it's you know it's it's not easy um, navigating and managing a group of that size because you always have different personalities. And I will say 99%, maybe 98%. It's all positive, but every once in a while you get folks who, you know, want to be super sassy. And I don't know why I take it so personally. I guess I have four sisters and I just feel like, come on now, that's not how you treat your your sisters. Like when we're all trying to do better, like, you know, being disparaging in the comments or making fun of people. So I take that really seriously. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. I kind of take a sick little pleasure of booting folks who are mean because I'm like, yes, uh-huh, can't come back here again. Um, I don't know. I feel like. I just, bullying just seems so crazy when you're grown, you know? I think it's, yeah, it seems insane. And I think, 
I think part of it, the reason you get so like hurt by it is because you could probably never imagine yourself doing that. Um, yes. And I'm like, I just, I'm not going to say that, like, you know how you read something and you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is foolish or whatever. But to actually type out to someone that you don't know and to say, you're so stupid, you're a da da da, you're a liar or whatever. I just, I just literally cannot imagine like doing that just because it's like, I don't know her. I might be like, what? This is crazy. That was a mistake. or But I just can't imagine, like, chastising a grown woman who I don't know. Like, especially in, like, an environment where you know, hey, this is where we help folks. And so I just, like, I don't know what that mindset uh, feels like. And I know that sometimes hurt people hurt people. But honestly, I don't care. It's one of those things where it's like, well, if it's you or them, it's got to be you. You got to go. Because it's a poison. I really feel like negativity is a poison. And once you allow it in, it continues to seep and grow like cancer. And if you don't cut it out, so we're real strict. I was just having a talk with the team today. I said zero tolerance policy. They're like, well, what about, no, 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 zero tolerance. Because what I found is that I started doing a little digging where I would research someone's name that was being mean in a comment here. And then I would look, because you can do a Facebook, a search in your Facebook groups, and I would look and see that this was a pattern. So we don't, we, I just can't allow somebody to do that. Like if you do it once, you're going to do it again. You have to go. We're just too big now to allow that to be. And everyone knows the rules. We post the rules. Literally, it's on automate at least three or four times a day we post the rules. As soon as you come in now, Facebook is really cool. You have this Facebook group like survey thing that when you click join the group, it has these three questions. Do you promise to be positive? Do you promise not to sell? Do you promise da da da? And so you're like, yes, yes, yes. And then as soon as you come in, so you're like, there's no excuse to say, I didn't know. Well, first of all, no one should have to tell you. That's like saying, I didn't know I can slap her. <laughs> like, girl, you, you know you can't do that. So, yeah, so I had to like go live and, um, in a, in rare form and cause I was already exhausted and I just didn't feel like being my peppy self. And so I really had to snatch some edges and be like, what we not going to do is. And so, I mean, I guess that's something, you know, what's so crazy. Did, did you know, um, uh, the happy black woman? Nope. You never heard of the happy black woman? Like the, um, she's got a huge following. Her name is, Oh, I forget her name, but a huge following. Like she was one of the original kind of like, I don't know, like, just folks who were like really speaking to, to, to black women. And so she has a huge, huge, huge following. She just closed her free group. And I'm seeing it's becoming a trend with like some of these really large um, movements and brands. They're closing their free groups. And I found out later after doing a little digging that she was just like, it just got to be like babysitting. And I might as well focus on people who are paying. And that's heartbreaking because a lot of people are needing help. And it's like a few handful of, of negative Nancys are taking away opportunities from people who are really trying to do and be better. And uh, I'm going to try to hold that as long as I can, but I'm not going to lie. There's some days where I'm like, I'm shutting this down. But then I think of like how many women hit me up and they're like, Tiffany, honestly, I didn't even know where to start. Like, if, you know, yeah. if you had, you know, so I, just, I see so many, like usually when I get the literature or the dream catchers updates on my feed, like they're usually really positive and like, um, I mean, I hope you don't shut it down because it seems like people, it's like the Reddit, but for black women of color or black women of color, <laughs> uh, <laughs> women of color where Reddit, I feel like, cause you know that you can go on Reddit and do their personal finance, uh, subreddit, which is actually has a lot of great advice. And I find people are there are really generally respectful, but they also have like millions of admins constantly policing yeah. 
Um, but you know, I, I feel there's a value in, in having like peers to bounce ideas off of and like celebrate your wins. And I mean, I I hope you don't shut it down. That would be sad, but it's the internet. Like at the same time, I'm also like, you're never going to get them all. Yeah. And I know that. And I guess I said, I said that, you know what, to me, I think it's just, I need to like maybe hire some more admins or get some more like volunteer admins. Um, because you're right. I don't want to shut it down because I see how much it helps. I can just imagine when I was teaching preschool and or when I lost my job and I was struggling, I wish I could have had a place to be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Because like I said, 99% of women are so helpful. Like I love when I see a woman post, like I'm a single mom and I'm not sure about what to do about back to school. And all these other single moms kind of like get together and they're like, girl, so this is where I went shopping and this is what I did. And this is what you can use. Honestly, it just, so I don't plan on shutting it down anytime soon, but I just, you know, the frustration is real. I was on watch. What'd you say? They're all on watch. I know. Right. I had to turn off the ability to comment. I felt like, you know, like a a mom, like what you're not going to do is punishment. Punishment. (laughs) Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So now it's time to break and boost. Break and boost. Break and right. boost. Boost <laughs> and break. Um, I got a good break today. Okay. Um, I am turning and stabbing one of my old boosts in the back. Because really? I am taking a break from a former boost. <laughs> yeah. True story. So remember how I was like, hey, y'all, I love these meal delivery services. They're the best. They're so awesome. You get food delivered to your door and you just make your meals and they're amazing and you never have to worry about what to cook. It. I'm, I'm done with Green Chef. I'm done with yeah. not just Green Chef, but I'm like, I need a break from meal kit delivery services. Why? Because it becomes like the really annoying mother, like shoving food in your face, being like, you better cook that food in the fridge. Don't yes. go to this, don't don't go to happy hour because you got food at home. Like go home and cook. It's gonna go bad. It's gonna go bad in two days if you don't cook that cauliflower. Yeah, that, that meal. So we literally last week we were like, can we just end this? Like it was one more week when I had to go in the fridge and like put stuff in the freezer because it was gonna go bad. Yes, or like it didn't look good, and so we didn't want to make the meal. So I just I usually take it and I'll try and make something else out of it, just so I don't waste any of the ingredients. But I'm done. I'm taking a break. I might come back later, but. But need a break. I did. Like, honestly, I, I only lasted like two weeks. And I was like, mm, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> because you're right. It is. It just, it's so much pressure. Like, did you cook? Like your mom, did you cook? Are you cooking? Are you going to eat out again when you have food at home? Yeah. It, is, <laughs> it is a lot. And I think I saved more because, I mean, we went to, we did a big Trader Joe's trip. And this is, 
and I'm all excited because we have a car now and I can like actually get a proper buggy to fill up at the Trader Joe's and get like mm. bags and all this kind of stuff. Get all I got canned food. I got canned coconut milk. I got a box of chicken broth just because like this is the kind of stuff you'd never get. If you live in New York or live in a city where you have to carry your own groceries home, you don't get the heavy stuff. So it's fun for me. But I feel like I stocked up on all that stuff. So now we can actually come home and just look and see what's there. We have like frozen stuff we can cook in five minutes and it's just it's just a nice it's been like vacation at dinner time, you know? It's just mm-hmm. relaxing. So that's my that's my break. Well, I'm gonna boost I'm gonna actually gonna boost my team because as y'all know, I think I said it before, my friends do not listen to my podcast. They're like, You got a podcast, girl? I'm like, now you know I got a podcast. Sometimes but I my, wish mine didn't. <laughs> yeah, but my team I didn't realize. Like we had a team meeting, um was it last week? One of these weeks. And I was saying something about Brown Ambition. Or somebody mentioned they're like, Yeah, like and Brown Ambition. I'm like, wait, you guys listen? And they were like, Yes. I'm like, What? Whoop, whoop. So hey Yadalise. Hey Tamara. I'm trying to think who else are they listen? I think Leah, Malia, Sylvia, I'm not sure if you listen, but what up, hey girl, and Logan. So, like, there's a bunch of team, but, like, I think these are the core people that listen. And I couldn't believe. I'm like, they listen. So, you know, they know, you know, a little insight about my life. Sometimes it's weird, like, when, um, like, we'll have a chat because I, I chat with my team individually on Mondays. And sometimes, like, somebody will mention something from Brown Ambition. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How do you know that? Have a little Uh-oh. faith, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my friends are like, yeah, that's cute. Um, my family, nobody listens. Honestly, I have the most the least techie friends and family, like no one's on social media. No one even knows what a podcast is. Like, honestly, like even my sisters, which is weird. Like they're barely on Facebook, not on Instagram. My boo is like, just knows how to use Facebook. The other day he was like, how do you do an attachment? I said, just please just get out of my face. <laughs> like no one is te- like not even moderately techie. My mom was showing me the other day. She was like, how do I make my screen bigger on my, on my computer? I just was like, mommy, who are you? Didn't you get your master's? You like graduated like summa cum laude. How do you not know how to make your screen bigger? And this is why I have to drive 35 minutes. <laughs> she was like, come to the house. I need you. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, so this is why? My dad once did that when he was like, my, the, 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 the letters on my screen are too small. I'm like, daddy, I could have walked you through over the phone. He's like, no. You always say that. It's actually quicker to get in the car. I've learned. <laughs> Don't even try it. <laughs> like what's the button you're like oh my god i'll just be there <laughs> yeah so yeah so i just want to say shout out and brown boost to my team because honestly like someone stated they are a bunch of unicorns it's um these amazing brown women helping other amazing brown women it, it could not be more ideal and everyone is so invested in the mission you know everyone is like so i had to tell them the other day the truth is, I'm like, I know that you guys, because we have this online um, punching sheet, like it's called T-Sheets, where you can punch in online and you're supposed to, like, they have a set amount of hours that they do every week, like a range that they can do. And I said, I can tell by how much work is getting done, y'all are not always punching in. So I had to literally tell them, like, stop working for free. Because what they'll do is be like, oh, you know what? Ooh, this needs to be done. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do 10 minutes. Two hours later. And they're like, oh, I didn't punch it. It's all right. And I'm like, stop, you know, because I want one, one, they're so valuable. I don't want anyone to get burned out like me. And two, you know, to me, it's fair, it's fair. If you do the work, you should be paid for it. But like, who else has that complaint? Like my team is not punching in and being fully paid. So I'm just really grateful for y'all. Brown boost. Hey team. I think I'm gonna call y'all the B team. B team. Ooh, we should get t-shirts. B team. I feel left out. Oh, I got my own team. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, so that's my boost. Good. From negative dream catchers to positive B team. Yes. Sorry, Green Chef. <laughs> oh, well. just, I just need some me time. <laughs> Husbe is mean. really into it. He's like, I can eat all the frozen pieces I want. I'm like, yeah, they're three ninety nine. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it, right? Uh, they're so easy to please when it comes to food. I'm always like, oh, I'm going to have some saute this and that. The sooner you realize that, the happier you will be in your relationship. What? Like, all they want is a grilled cheese. Just do the uh, least. Right? Or like every once in a while, like fancy food, it's like, you made chili? Yo, when I make chili, he like calls his friends like, yo, Tiffany made chili. And then all of a sudden, there's like five men at my door like, hey, Tiffany. I'm like, why are you here? I heard you made chili. <laughs> I'm like, really? You should have seen today. I think I was telling my best friend on the phone, chili. He looked up like, chili? Chili, chili is happening? When I'm like, tomorrow. Tomorrow! <laughs> I might need to come. I love some good chili. You know, it's there's a Christmas in the air this past weekend. It feels like almost like fall. It feels like autumn yes, is, is on the it, brink. It does feel like that. Oh, I can't wait. I do like fall. Sorry for anyone in Houston or anywhere else. It's not like this. I apologize. Yeah. But Don't yeah, need to fall be insensitive. Is, <laughs> fall is definitely a fun month. Can't wait. No, a fun month. I mean, no you know. Fits on the train. <laughs> right. So do we have any questions? We do. As ever have questions. You guys. Please go to brownambitionpodcast.com. Drop us a note. Just click the Ask Us Anything um, tab at the top and you can send us a note directly. Um, or you can send us an email at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. And I am gonna, I'm glad I read her second email because she said, don't, make, don't name my name. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So here's a good career question. Um, so she, this is this anonymous podcaster. We'll call her. Diana. Yeah, we'll go with Diana. Okay. She says, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I will be turning 25 in just 10 days. And I'm reflecting quite a bit on where I am in life. Oh, God. At 25. <laughs> I remember those days when you just were like, oh, I'm alive. Meanwhile, you're like, oh, wait, I've got literally the whole life to live. Go ahead. <laughs> that was me. Okay. I'm writing this on a Sunday and I received a job offer on Friday for a local nonprofit dedicated to mentoring at-risk youth in local high schools. I'm excited for the job, but I do have some feelings about where I am currently in terms of status. I would be taking a pay cut for this position, about $5,000. My previous position I left abruptly after trying to stick it through. The job in the field was an experiment of sorts and just wasn't a right fit. I know I'm on the right track now, but I can't shake the feeling like I'm Excuse me, like I'm regressing by starting an entry level position at only 25 years old when I graduated in 2014 and have been through one entry level position already in addition to teaching. I feel like I wasted the past three years and I should have been mid level by now. So, generally, I'm thinking her question is is this a step backward or should I just take the job and be happy? Good question. Excellent question, actually. Yes, it is. I, you know, it's so funny because I'm like, ooh, 25. I remember being so serious about myself. Um, I think like 25, I bought a house because I was like, I'm an adult. I really need a home. I need a home. Um, and I, to me, $5,000, especially at 25, it's not super significant. I think at 25 that I'd like to see you just really focus on strategically taking positions that are going to get you to the ultimate goal, like regardless of like what the income is, because the income, not to say regardless of what the income is, but because I do know that like, you know, taking less now means that you might have less later, but being really strategic about the skill sets that you're collecting um, 
And uh, I don't know, nonprofit work is hard because it's not like corporate America where it's like, ooh, you made less, ooh, girl. Because nonprofit, that's that's not that's typical, honestly, because they just yeah. don't have the funds, you know. Uh, what say she, you? Well, I was just going to read the extra detail. She said she was going from forty thousand a year to thirty five thousand a year. Um, well, one, yeah, I mean, for, I'll tell you a story. So I was just at this baby shower and I was talking to a good friend. And in my, I was like, you got five minutes. I'm just kidding. Um, no, she was updating me on where she's at in her life. And she, she threw me a blind, like a curveball because I've known her to work at this great nonprofit with Fulbright scholars, full as, as part of the Fulbright scholar, whatever fund or organization that manages that whole thing. Um, and she's like, oh, I, I'm actually starting school in a week and I'm going to go back, I'm going to get my prereqs and I'm going to go to nursing school. And I was like, what? She has her master. She has her undergrad. She's been working here for several years. She's established. She's doing great. And she's pivoting in like a major, major, major way. Mm. Um, and I was like, I think that takes such guts. And, and she's not, she's the second person I know who's done something similar to that. Another good friend of mine, um, who's actually was the, she, it was her baby shower. She worked for the, the food bank of New York city for, I don't know, a few years um, and had gone to undergrad and all that kind of stuff and then pivoted, quit. And now she's a nurse and she's loving her career. Um, and I, I feel like these now both of them were in their mid-20s when they made this decision. And I – or uh, mid-20s in this – and I think the one I talked to yesterday, I think she's 29 or 30 or something like that. Um, it's never too late. And I also feel like if you're going to do it, you might as well do it now. And if – pivoting and going a little bit under what you were making before in the grand scheme of things $5,000 when you spread it out over how 24 paychecks over a year it's not like gonna shatter your world I don't think yeah. to take that pay cut um I understand how it can feel like you're, I took a step back when I I lost my job at my first magazine job in New York City and I went from earning 45,000 to 35,000 like that $10,000 pay cut but if I hadn't pivoted, I never would have been where I am now. And I don't regret it for a minute. I, you know, I had to do what I had to do. And mm -hmm. I made it work for me. Um, and I think that you can make it work for you too. And just don't, I mean, be a little bit easier on yourself, I guess. You tried something. It didn't work out. At least you left. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's good to like, to me, your, your 20s are really about like, well, really every age is really about the go for it, you know, but especially in your 20s, because the fall is not so far. Um, I wish I would have known that when I was in my 20s, because like you, I was kind of like, ooh, well, I did go for it as far as becoming a school teacher, even though that doesn't seem like such a big leap for me. It was huge because I'd gone to school for business. Um, and like what? a And I, you know what? I did take a huge pay cut because I got I. Right out of college, I got offered a job for $50,000 a year in my internship. And I hated the internship. You know, the money, of course, was like, what? I could have moved out. I could have bought a car. Um, and then I had the choice to work at a daycare center. And honestly, they were paying me, I think, like twelve dollars or $14,000 an hour, which was like nothing compared to $50,000. Um, and I took that job, the daycare center job, because I knew I wanted to shift. And I... My fear was if I took the 50000 I would be stuck on that path toward, yes, more money, but also, like, I didn't want to do that. And so I ended up taking that twelve or $14,000 um, an hour job, and that led to a job offer, which was, like, I think 32000 And um, then a competing child care center offered me 39000 So instead of making fifty, I was making thirty nine within a few months after graduating. 
Um, but it was the best thing I could have done because working in what I wanted to work in, which was being a teacher, it set me up for what I'm doing now, which is ultimately teaching. And all, everything that I know about teaching as a budgetista, I learned at that daycare center. Every single thing. You know, I learned how to be engaging, how to how to actually take someone from a place of no knowledge to knowledge, how to explain things thoroughly, how, you know, like every single thing. I even learned how to run a business, honestly, at the daycare center because I was, it was only a, like a, a two classroom center. So I was like the, the like the CEO of the center because I was like the lead teacher. So I was ordering supplies. I was managing staff. We had like two other people who worked there. And so I was managing like, you know what, hey, something's wrong with the toilet. You know, somebody go find a maintenance man. So uh, because I chose experience over um, income in the beginning, it allowed me to learn and then to eventually go for where I am now. I, I'm making way more. I, I, I'm making way more now than I would have had I started off at the, the job that was going to start me off as way more because the skill sets that I learned at like where I really wanted to be allowed me to, to basically build the life that I wanted. So you know, money, although it is important, it is not the only decider for what you want to do with your life. And that I really tend to lean toward um, really collecting experiences and skills so you can um, live the life that you desire at the end of the day, you know? And she didn't mention whether or not she's asked for more. And if you haven't, at least ask. Yeah, you never um, know. You never know. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, the worst they can do is say no, and you should ask for you should ask for more if you haven't yet. Um, good luck. What did I call her? Diana. Yeah. <laughs> good luck, Diana. <laughs> Don't be so hard. I mean, 25, man. When I think about 25. Yeah. Who knew? You know, you never know where you're going to. Five years is a long time, honestly. And, and you can you could do a lot in five years. Um, you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Okay. We haven't. I want to do another quick career question. Um this is from a listener called Alexandra. I don't I think she's okay with me using her name. Okay, so Alexandra says, um, I'm so obsessed with the podcast. Thank you. So I'm 23 years old, and I graduated from college last August. Right now, I work in an entry-level job at a PR firm. Just last week, I had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with my boss that left me in tears. While in that meeting, I realized that I wasn't passionate about what I did and started to panic that I was never going to figure out what exactly it is that I wanted to do. 23. I would love to have a job that allowed me to express my creativity through writing and social media and also inspire and help others. But I feel like in today's world, I have to be, quote, realistic and have a job that's more stable. I'm not going to quit my job because it's my only source of income. Good idea. So my question is, how are you guys able to navigate the career world? And do you have any tips for a young person like me? Uh, so what does she say she was like her her passion is what she wants something creative where she she's allowed to do what she says I'd love to have a job that allowed me to pr express my creativity through writing and social media and also inspire help others and right now she's working entry level at a PR firm hmm. I'm like girl you want to um I need somebody to help navigate this dream catcher group that's social media helping others <laughs> ah, for real I'm you like, want me to forward uh, her email <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm like you looking for a job I mean like it's, it wouldn't be full time but I'll say this that working. And so, so this is just a good for everyone kind of listening that one of the things that I'm noticing is from so many of my friends are entrepreneurs. And what I'm noticing is their, their businesses are growing and they're starting to really hire, you know, not, not enough for you to like quit your job higher, but enough for you to have side income higher. And what I've seen with my business is that because we're growing so quickly that someone will have started off as an intern 
And then six months later, not even like one of the interns now, I just offered her, you know, part-time work. And in, in the woman that she's taking the place of is because she's been bumped up and she's only been here six months. And so what I'm seeing just like here at the Budgetista is that people come in, if they do a good job within a few months, they're bumped up and they're bumped up and they're bumped up. And, and you know, now, I mean, there are people who started like my, my, um, executive assistant, um, admin, she was awesome as an admin, but then I found out she had her master, her MBA in accounting. So now she's like our CFO and she's killing it. And now I, I just hired, she was only here for a month before I realized she was amazing. And I'm like, why did you say that? So now she's been bumped up the CFO and I brought on a new executive admin and she's been with us with me for like three weeks. And so looking, you know, I would look to join some of these like um, entrepreneur groups on Facebook because, you know, a lot of people's businesses are starting to do better and they're able to offer um, at least something on the side and you get to learn in a safe environment because when you work for a really small company, you get to see everything, you know, so like the, the, the intern Yadalise, hey girl, right? So when she first came on, she just got to shadow different people in um, our company. And I was kind of like, well, when you're done shadowing, tell me what you like the most. And, you know, I'm always looking for more help. Then we could just put you there and begin to pay you. And so it just, I would really look to see if there were entrepreneurs who were just looking for people to help out. Like I, like I said, I know I am. I know my inbox is going to be flooded. I'm like, geez, you know what? Don't email me directly. Email me at budgetnistajobs at gmail.com, budgetnistajobs at gmail.com, because um, that's where I take on, like, you know, and, and, and flush through people's resumes and stuff. But, um, yeah, I that would be my suggestion because I'm seeing so many of my friends. You know what happens? We're all sharing the same people. Like my CFO, I've shared her with two of my – she's like the CFO of three of my other friends' um, businesses because it's so hard when you're an entrepreneur to find good help. So when someone finds good help, they're like, well, who do you use to design your book? My friend Hector designs up for like all my friends now because you run into so many people who are not a great fit or who don't produce. So when you find someone, you pass them around. Like, you want Hector? Who wants some Hector? Who wants some Rachel? <laughs> who wants some Pharrell? Yeah. Like, and so it, there's a lot of money in it because so I might pay, you know, like Rachel, but now she gets income from my friend Cabral and my friend Drina and my other friend Levy and my friend, you know, so it's, there's just a lot of money in helping entrepreneurs and, um, that way you can, you get to also learn and be free and decide what it is that you really truly enjoy. So that would be my suggestion. I feel like what Alexandria really needs is just a hug and like a glass of wine and Aww. just a <laughs> reminder that you're only 23 I, you know, you're never, I don't know if anyone wakes up one day and they're like, I oh, mean, I really figured it out. Like this life thing is, I got a lockdown. Cause like you think you got your career figured out and then your personal life falls apart, yep. apart or like your family life falls, something happens. Like, um, I think if you're expecting to have everything figured out this soon, it's just, you're just going to end up disappointed. Um, but you're working, you have a full, you're finding out what you don't like. I mean, your first job, you're supposed to hate it, right? Like you're supposed to, you I mean, you're lucky if you love your first job. And I think, you know, I was lucky to love my first job, although it lasted like two months. Um, but uh, take this time, like learn what you can learn. You're at a PR firm. I mean, I know you're probably just cranking out press releases, but you're getting experience and you're building up the resume that's going to get you your next job that you're going to love. Um, just have, I think you just got to adjust your mentality about what you're doing right now. I'm really sorry that whatever meeting you had with your boss left you so upset. Um, but there's only so much you can do at this point. Like there's only there. It's just like the last question we have where you're kind of putting this like unrealistic expectation on yourself. 
um, mm-hmm. to have everything to be exactly where you need to be and to see your whole career mapped out. Um, it's not careers aren't linear. They don't have to be linear. Yes. You don't have to step from this one little this one little pebble here and then go to the next little pebble. I mean, you can be jumping up. You got to go jump back one step, left, right, one step, two steps forward, one step back. Like you never know. And you kind of have to be prepared and be resilient when you hit a hit a wall like you're hitting right now. Um, mm-hmm. And just know that something will come along. But, you know, be looking for opportunities. Be, mm-hmm. uh, be like Tiffany said, join some groups, see if there's work with entrepreneurs, maybe, or just see what other job listings are out there. Start talking to other people, let them know that you're interested in doing what you just like you told us, you want to do social media, creative writing, start talking to people, let them know, don't, don't make it silent, something only in your own head. Uh, because only then can people possibly help you. Um, and when you said, she said, I, I feel like I have to be realistic and have a job that's more stable. I know a lot of people who get paid to do social media and writing. Like, yep. I'm a writer. <laughs> like, I was a writer. Now I'm an editor. Um, it's possible. Like, you yep. don't have to downplay it. It's not unrealistic. It's um, not. Just because it sounds like fun. Some jobs can yes. be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so crazy? But I, I can remember thinking that when I was probably in my 20s, like, ooh, like, you know, the, if you're right, if it doesn't sound serious, then it might not, must not be like you don't have to relinquish fun. Like as much as you know, like I stress, you know, sometimes about stuff that I do for the budget needs. I would honestly say eighty-five percent of the time, it's fun. I'm having a good time. I work with a great team. I get to help great people. You know, there's nothing is ever perfect, but you know, I uh, it's fun. And you like when I taught preschool, what I mean, like literally, I swung on swings, swings, and and ate snacks and took naps when I wasn't supposed to for a living. <laughs> I used to be like, let me model for the children the best way to lay on this cot. See, look at Miss Tiffany. This is how you sleep. <laughs> but you can have fun and 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 make good money. So don't think that like take that word realistic out of your your vocabulary. My marketing partner, he doesn't even live in a specific space. He just turned thirty. For the last eight years, he's been traveling the world um, and living in different countries. Um, and he, how he makes his money is that he does marketing for brands. So he's one of the people that helps to take my brand from 30,000 dream catchers to 450,000 dream catchers. And so that's what he does. He does Facebook marketing, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. So he also teaches classes and teaches people how to, how to um, market their own businesses. Um, and so the, the money is so good in, in teaching and showing people how to do it that he's been able to hop from country to country and like I said, so that doesn't seem realistic, but that's the life that he lives. So you want to step outside the box and, and realize that there's money to be made in whatever your passion is. You just have to figure out, you know, what what does that look like? You know, that's why I just encourage you to like kind of hop around and help different people and see what you enjoy. And, you know, maybe take a little side internship or like I said, reach out to different entrepreneurs and say, hey, I'd love to help you with this. Like if you see an entrepreneur on social media that you think is awesome. You know, you might say, hey, you know, I've got like three hours a week. I'd love to help you with your social media because I noticed that this happens. No one's going to say no to free labor for the most part. And, you know, you might realize like, wow, I really love this. And then from there, move up, move on up in their company. You just never know. Um, Just go for it. You'll be okay. I mean, I remember my being 23, 24 years old at, at Law 360. No shade. Great, great company. Not for me. Hated every minute of it. 15 months I was in hell. Mm. Um, but it all worked out. I mean, I took that experience and I pivoted it and you can do the exact same thing. So, um, and talk to other, I think we asking this question and like, hopefully just hearing us 
share our experiences and, and talk to you about it. Hopefully it makes you feel better. Like talk to your girlfriends, talk to other people because you're not alone in like being unhappy with where you're at. But you can either let it like bring you down to like a pit of negativity where, you know, you're kind of just like, you know, those people who just like kind of get trapped in the negative spiral and they hate their job, they hate their life. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're going to walk into an interview with that negative energy and they're going to feel it like you need to. You need to, like I said, change the mentality, start thinking about this from a positive perspective, like, okay, tried that, didn't work, we can learn something from it, and I'll find something better and move forward with that different mentality, optimistic and hopeful, because you have so much time and you'll be fine. Yeah. All right, that wraps up questions. Question, it's time for win, 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 no matter what. Um, So this is not so much a win. Remember we used to do like book suggestions? Yeah. So this is more like a suggestion. So our podcast is awesome. I never was a big podcast listener other than ours and like the read because I like shading this sometimes on the side. But I've been listening to this podcast that I'm like freaking in love with. It's called um, How I Built This. Have you listened? Do you listen to me when I talk? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I cannot I let that go by. But honestly, I'm not gonna. Lie. I literally have mentioned that podcast like <laughs> the last five episodes. You know what's so crazy is that like you heard it from me. That's why you listened to it. I probably did. That's you why you so downloaded crazy. it. Yeah, because I said download it, and then you and a bunch of our listeners downloaded it. I can't believe it. You know what's so bad? Like literally today, I was like looking in the mirror. I was like, Tiffany, do you have Alzheimer's? Like it's time to be honest with yourself. Yo, I have the worst memory, Mandy. I can't oh, remember God. anything. But I've honestly the only reason why I think I don't have Alzheimer's is because I've been like this literally since like fifth, sixth grade, I could just, you know, like remember my best friend said, Tiffany, you don't remember anything. So I'm pretty sure I don't. And my dad's the same way. And he's in his 70s. So I'm like, well, okay. maybe it's just like, so I was, and I was, and I had a feeling too. I was like, hmm, tell, me, I, tell me how much you love it. Go ahead. <laughs> I love how I built this. Oh my God. So thank you, man. I was wondering, like, where did I get this from? <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> If you don't listen to me, who will? <laughs> I've been I've been known to retell a story, like a juicy story. To the I, know, I know, <laughs> I know. I edit the show. <laughs> I'm like, girl, I got some tea, and Adrena would be like, you know, I'm the one who told you that tea. I'm like, you <laughs> and she yeah. goes, that's the story. Like you're twisting it. I'm like, oh, well, never mind that you took the. <laughs> so anyway, I love it. I just listened to the um the one about the guy who started Power Rangers. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. It was, until I did a little bit more research about him. And I'm like, yikes, not the nicest guy. But it was a really, good, really, you really good You do kind of get the sense that a lot of the, the CEOs on their company have a troubled past. Yeah. Like, they had Rent the Runway CEO, and Rent the Runway had some bad press a while ago. Yeah. You you do. And, like, the Whole Foods CEO, he they had some bad press. Like, they had the Lyft people on there. Like, I don't know. It. I agree. Like, I think a few of them are, like, questionable. Yes, you're like, ah, uh, like, it's, no, but especially <laughs> Power Rangers guy. I was like, uh, some of this sounds like that you were a little predatory. But, it, I mean, it was just great just to, what, like, I always learn some big aha moment where I'm just like, oh, you know, that was genius. And thinking about things in a different way. And so, yeah, so I just wanted to give, like, a not really a win, but more of a, I don't know, I guess. Now I'm like, ooh, wait. <laughs> Now that Mandy's mentioned it fifth time, well, this is time number six. Um, how, how I built this. They need to pay us referral fees. <laughs> I know. 
They do. Because I'm just like, wait. I'm like, one day we'll be on there. Like, how I built this Brown Ambition Edition. <laughs> but yeah, it's an awesome podcast. It's my favorite. It's my new favorite Washington Dishes podcast. Excellent. Well, news news to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still love you. So my win is original. Um, it is. Sorry, that sounded way snottier than I wanted it to. I'm working on my tone, you guys. I'm working on my tone. Um, so my win was just really quick. I didn't watch the VMAs at all, but I did see. I love Pink. I've loved Pink since Pink was like an R&B singer. I love Pink. Um, she's like my guilty pleasure pop singer. But anyway, she has. She won the Video Vanguard Award at the VMAs, and I just I, did, I actually didn't even watch her performance, but I saw her speech was getting a lot of coverage, so I watched her speech, and it was really, it was really beautiful. It was about how her little girl, she's a daughter, she was like, I don't know, she looks about six or seven years old, um, has like shorter hair and has like boyish features, and was telling her mom that she was the ugliest girl that she knew, and and Pink had a really sweet story of how she told her that you know. I mean, if you see Pink, like Pink has shaved head and like, you know, it has always been like kind of against the grain. And she, I don't know if you, so if you're feeling bad about yourself or you have a little girl or little daughter, I know I have little nieces and cousins and stuff and I just want to put them in a bubble and protect them from the world. Um, but it was a really sweet, really sweet mommy daughter speech. So go watch it. You don't have to watch the VMAs. I sure didn't because I don't know half of them anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that speech was good. Yeah. So when and you know, I don't know, Alzheimer. We could have Alzheimer moments. <laughs> also, we need to talk about is it Alzheimer or Alzheimer's? You're on the Alzheimer's. I'm pretty sure it's the You're in the Alzheimer <laughs> club. <laughs> right? Like I don't I don't have diabetes, I got sugar. <laughs> it's Alzheimer's for I me. got the sugar. <laughs> oh, God. oh my goodness. Well, that's it, folks. That's all folks. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets, on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.